Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. This episode of Untold Physio Stories is sponsored by Edge Mobility System. Edge Mobility System is your online site for everything a PT, OT, DC, MT, ATC, or fitness pro would need. Get certified in blood flow restriction therapy or training online. Check out our full modern manual therapy seminars, ISTM toolkit, edge suspension trainer, portable tables, and more. Untold Physio Stories listeners can save 10% by going to edgemobsys.com. That's E-D-G-E-M-O-B-S-Y-S.com slash untold to save 10% off their first purchase. Edge Health and Tech Solutions. We do websites that work for you and give you an edge over the competition. Did you know that you have less than 10 seconds to capture someone's interest in your website before they click away? How about the fact that most people are accessing your website from their phone? Save thousands and get a fully mobile, appealing, and SEO-optimized website linked to your social media, email list, and Google My Business. All for one low price and no monthly fees. Why not keep doing what you do best in your business and allow us to handle the tech side? Let's get started. Find us at edgehealthandtech.com. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Modern Rehab Mastery, and Edge Mobility System. And my co-host is... Dr. Andrew Rothschild with uh, Modern Manual Therapy, Modern Patient Education. And are you Spear underscore Physio or are you Andrew Rothschild? I am Spear underscore Physio again. Or now. We're going to close out the year, maybe. I don't know. He might change before the end of the new year. This is... December 31st, 2020 to date this podcast. So Andrew told me he has a crazy story. I forget. So, crazy story? Uh, kind of, yes. Uh, interesting, right. yeah. Interesting. Okay, let's go. Okay. So I uh, evaluated this uh, young woman, 36-year-old female, um, a few weeks ago. I've only seen her four times. Um. She describes sort of an insidious onset of kind of like lower thoracic upper lumbar, sort of band around the back pain that began around Labor Day weekend. She had been walking on the beach with her family and then the next morning had you know, trouble getting out of bed. Um, she's not a super active person. She didn't think, she didn't know if it was just from not having been active and doing a lot of walking. Um, but then and it kind of just stayed around. It hadn't really gotten better or worse. And then a couple weeks prior to when I saw her, so I saw her sort of, I guess, the beginning of December, so probably the end of November, she started having what she described as sort of ascending bilateral lower extremity, like numbness. That's how she described it? Well, she said it was, she said it was like going up her legs. Okay, she, that's not her words. <laughs> she thought it was, like it was just going up. Okay. Not like coming down from the back, you know, it was like it's coming up from the from the feet kind of thing. No, I thought you were using like quotes, like yeah, I no, describe. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and you know, it was like you know, described as numbness, heaviness, weakness, 
Um, and then she was, you know, putting her son, she's a young son, she was putting into like his crib and she kind of kind of fell on her, on her left side. And um, this was again a few weeks earlier. Um, and she didn't, you know, she didn't drop her son, thankfully. Um, but, and so she was having this like left, left sided hip pain. And that's what brought her. She went to sort of a walk, you know, sort of a, a walk in sort of ortho uh, clinic. She had x-rays done of her spine and her hip, both which were negative. Um, her primary care doctor, uh, who sounds like pretty on the ball, uh, was kind of concerned um, based on her symptoms and sort of the progression of things. And so it was, this was in the process of kind of working her up for maybe MS. And she'd already had some blood work done and nothing had really jumped out from the blood work, but she was going to be getting an MRI. So I, I kind of knew that that was happening. So there was obviously some things kind of in the back of my mind. Uh, Neuroscreen was negative. I mean, she had she had light and sharp sensation. She had normal reflexes. She had what we'd call normal sort of myotomal strength. She did have some hip uh, abduction weakness on that left side. Uh, but like I said, she had just had a fall. She had, you know, maybe some, sort of like a tendinopathy type thing, maybe inhibition from back pain. But it wasn't, it was, you know, it, it produced some local hip, disc, lateral hip discomfort. Um, you know, she was definitely sort of had an antalgic kind of cautious kind of gait, uh, some more discomfort with load bearing. She was extension sensitive with her back pain. Um, but, you know, with doing some, some soft tissue stuff, some gentle kind of move, movements, some, you know, quadruped stuff, some cat cow, rotational type movements, and she would feel, she would move better. She would kind of, uh, you know, extension would be less painful, a little bit further range coming up from, from flexion would be less painful. And she was getting, you know, every, every visit over the, you know, we saw it was four visits over the course of maybe three or four weeks um, was a little bit better. And then I didn't see her one, one day. And then I had a message that she had had surgery um, and that I need to call her. So I called, well, I, I was able to text with her and it turned out she had had, she had metastatic breast cancer. She had a compression fracture at T12, which was probably causing that back pain. And she had metastasis up and down her thoracic spine and in her hip and pelvis. And so she had had emergency the Saturday before. This was on Monday of this week. So on Saturday, she had had a multi-level fusion from T3 to L2, she said. And this is at the BCU, still in the hospital. And obviously was getting pathology done for her breast cancer. Um, and all these kinds of things. And she was actually sounding, sounding surprisingly optimistic. Um, but, you know, it was one of those sort of things that we would talk about the incidence of back pain being sort of um, a tumor or metastasis being extremely low, like it's 0.05% of all cases of back pain. Um, and that's, you know, one of those things that is very rarely a primary tumor. It's metastasized from somewhere else. Obviously, common sites are breast and lung. Um, at 36, you know, it's, I think, you know, mammograms start to become more standard at 40. So she had no personal history of cancer. You know, the biggest things for, you know, when you, when you differential diagnosis-wise, when you're concerned about something like it's, you know, previous history of cancer is usually number one, age over 50 is number two in terms of things that increase likelihood ratios. She had no family history of cancer, um, but then when I was texting with her, she had done IVF a few years earlier, 
and apparently her estrogen levels were like ridiculously high, um, higher than as you said some of her physicians had ever seen, and that can certainly be a predisposition uh, for developing breast cancer. So, um, but I've been kept in touch with her every day since, and um, she's looking forward to getting out and coming back and seeing me. But, you know, the fact that her doctor was already on top of things in terms of look, you know, doing some workups to try to see what was going on, um, I didn't, I, I wasn't, you know, I was waiting to see what the results of the MRI were to, before making any other suggestions. But the fact that it showed what it showed and also goes to show because she had negative x-rays with her spine and hip is one of those things that certainly should keep things in the back of our minds when things just don't seem right. Yeah, well, I I think the the hardest part about this, and this reminds me of a case where I did repeated motions on I, a friend I of mine. That case your friend's father, right? Right. Yeah, and he ended up almost completely resolving his back pain, yeah. and and then he he was uh, he passed away a week later. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, he had definite comorbidities. He wasn't in the best health, and um, definitely a lifelong smoker. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you could, you could still modulate pain. That just goes to show how powerful that drug cabinet is in the brain. I mean, you were actually making yeah. progress with her with gentle yeah. movements and gentle treatments. And I, I don't know if she wouldn't have gotten the results in between visits. I mean, you probably just would have kept on going and, and been not any wiser, right? That's scary. Well, yeah. You know, the fact that her leg symptoms were not changing, I, I, I like to think I, you know, I, the fact that, she, like I said, she was already having it and be having an MRI. I was like, okay, I'm not going to worry about anything yet. We'll just kind of try to, res, you know, resolve some of her back pain and try to make her a little, you know, a little more functional in the meantime. Um, but if even if her leg symptoms weren't changing, I'd like to think I probably would have some, uh, eventually referred her out to get something checked out to make sure nothing was we were missing. I think especially sort of the lack of mechanism of injury the sensitivity to, to load bearing and that kind of thing. And those unexplained leg symptoms, you know, certainly warrant uh, further investigation when, when not responding. For sure. Yeah. That systematic review. I mean, you mentioned one of them about red flags being previous history of cancer. And the other main one is just a failure to respond to conservative therapy within a month. And I'm pretty sure it would have gotten there. You're not, you know, one of those therapists who just keeps on yeah. beating that dead horse week after week after week, if you're not getting right. anywhere. But it, and also, you know, you realize that even though it's you know, it's more it's much more common in you know older people, obviously age over fifty, previous history of cancer, and again with her having a um, no family history, you know, another thing is some you know good things to question sometimes when people aren't responding is you know if they have any family history of cancer, um, and she did not, but you know I wouldn't have thought to ask about IVF or estrogen, you know, those kinds of things. So it's you know at least it is going to stick in my mind for future cases when things, something just doesn't seem right or someone's not responding, you know, certain other questions to ask and, you know, diff, go, go down different, different roads, sometimes a little bit more in depth, maybe than normal. And especially if, they, if, if it's somebody you're seeing maybe direct access, especially who hasn't had any previous workup or, or questioning from, uh, from their primary care physician. For sure. Well, that's a great case. Thanks for, uh, you know, I learned something too. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought to ask for that, but uh, that's yeah. how we learn, right? Absolutely. All right. So where can people find you, Andrew? People can find me on uh, Instagram and sometimes on Twitter at Spear underscore physio, at least definitely for the next seven hours, unless I decide to change it, but unlikely to change at this point. At least, yeah. (laughs) 
but it might change in a new year. Who knows? Who this knows? is one indecisive guy right here. Yeah. Indecisive physio. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that's a good marketing uh, name. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure if I want to see this. Guy. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. The irony. Okay. Well, uh, hey, thanks for listening to Untold Physio, uh, Untold Physio Stories podcast this year. We really appreciate your support. If you guys have any interesting cases, make sure to shout out to either Andrew or myself on social media or to give me or email me through any of my sites. Well, you can find me, uh, Dr. E, at Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors, so one month with each mentor, four weeks, tons of modules, lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on. Um, so go beyond the seminar. You also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week. Check out all my products, Edge Mobility System. We have the new Edge ISTM toolbox that includes the Edge Mobility Star and the OG Edge Mobility Tool, our Edge Restriction System BFR cuffs. That's part of Dr. Kyle Coffey's Monostrike Training BFR certificate. Uh, I hope to see you at a live eclectic approach course soon. That's Modern Manual Therapy um, in U.S., Canada, and South America. And uh, make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars on Apple Podcasts. You could also subscribe on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And as always, you guys have an awesome day.